Welcome to the Gut Connection with Brian Jerby, MD, where we discuss the connection that gastrointestinal health has with all of health. We review the latest research and interview the greatest minds in this rapidly advancing field of gut health and integrative functional medicine. Please keep in mind that this podcast is provided for educational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for care from a licensed medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that this does not constitute medical advice or other medical services. If you would like more information about Dr. Jerby and the type of medical care that he provides, please visit drjerby.com. That's D-R-J-E-R-B-Y.com. Now, let's get to this episode of The Gut Connection. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Gut Connection. I'm Brian Jerby, your host, and I'm so glad that you are here today. It's a rainy, dreary day here in North Carolina, but the outlook is bright for functional medicine because we take care of body and soul, and I just finished a waiting room brochure about taking care of your soul as well as your body, and if you are out there in podcast land and not able to come to my waiting room and want a copy of this, I will be more than happy to send it to you by whatever method, by email, by snail mail, by fax, by telegraph, by whatever method that we can get it to you. Just let me know and I will get you a copy. Well, today we have an exciting topic and I've talked about this topic before on this podcast, But I wanted to revisit it because I really think that it is the next frontier in medicine in general, but definitely in functional medicine. What is this exciting topic, you say? Glad you asked. It's the subject of postbiotics. And the reason that I want to talk to you about postbiotics today is because recently, I mean just this past week, I had a patient with long-standing ulcerative colitis who we've been treating to try to suppress bacterial overgrowth and encourage the undergrown species of bacteria in our gut. And so we did a lot of suppressing and, and, uh, and that seemed to be working. And then we, when we had gotten to a good place as far as that is concerned, then we decided to bring in postbiotics to see if that we to see if we could improve the overall environment even more. And she completed ninety days of this treatment and returned last week to tell me that she was feeling the best that she had felt in years. I was so excited about the results that I had to put this on the docket for another podcast topic. And another reason that I wanted to talk about postbiotics today is because it appears that the FDA has approved its first microbiome-based therapeutic. Yes, indeed, folks. It's called Rebiota. That's R-E-B-Y-O-T-A, in case you want to Google it. And it has been approved for use to avoid or prevent recurrent C. diff infections. It's a microbiota suspension that delivers live microbes, including bacteroides, 
that's exciting because we don't have anything else that delivers bacteroides. And it is administered rectally. I know that some of you might think, ooh, that doesn't sound good, but um, it really is favorable. It doesn't require a bowel prep or anesthesia or even a colonoscopy, which if you know how a fecal transplant historically or traditionally or whatever has been done, at least in the U.S., it has typically been administered after a colon prep through a colonoscopy, uh, you know, and that requires anesthesia. Each dose uh, of the rebiota is comprised of a single donor's donation. Okay, um, so I, I can see some of you cringing out there already, uh, and that's for ease of traceability. And the donations are not pooled together. Yep, that would be pooled stool. But instead, um, they're just single donors. In the studies that were done, 70% of the treatment group saw success at eight weeks. Of those who saw success, 92% had a, a sustained response through six months. And that was the extent of the of the study. Anyway, this kind of exciting, this is kind of exciting stuff. Um, since this may really change the face of fecal transplant. And if you're out there and you are listening to the words fecal transplant for the first time, and you're saying like my patient did the other day, you've got to be kidding me. Well, Fecal transplant really is a thing, and it appears that this um, method of administration is going to be superior to other methods like putting it in through a colonoscope or um, having to swallow it in a capsule, which we affectionately call a crapsule. Sorry, folks. About 90% of the study group of rebiota were accepting of a rectally administered treatment. So anyway, I digress uh, and let's get back to postbiotics. So if you have not heard this podcast before, then I hear you saying in the background, so what in the world are postbiotics? I've heard of prebiotics. I've heard of probiotics. I've heard of microbiotics, you know, I've heard all those things, but what are postbiotics? Well, I like to tell my patients that postbiotics are as close as you can get to having a fecal transplant without actually having it. In the probiotic world, whether or not the cells are living has been regarded as an important factor to confer a health benefit. However, it has long been recognized that non-viable microbes, their, you know, their cell components and their metabolites can also have a positive impact on health. So the term postbiotic refers to the substances derived after the microorganisms are no longer alive, or in other words, uh, they're you know, dead and, and inactivated. Um, so 
you might have intact cells or fragments of cells, parts of cells, cell walls. You, you'll have the metabolites of the bacterial cells along with proteins and peptides and other components that are in fecal material. And you add all those together and you get postbiotics. Now, that's my definition of postbiotics. Maybe it'd be more appropriate to call them broad spectrum postbiotics because you could, you know, you could say that um, a, a postbiotic would be something like um, just one single metabolite or one single dead cell wall or something like that. Um, but anyway, I I'm talking about postbiotics that are derived from complete stool. Um, maybe it'd be more import, uh, uh, more appropriate to call it dead dookie or mortified manure or I don't know. Maybe you can come up with a better term, but it's it's the everything that's in stool except for the living bacteria. Okay, there's one stool bank that I know of, and I'm sure there are others, um, but this stool bank pools together. Um, pools the stool together um, and then kills all the bacteria in it, which leaves the dead cells, the, you know, the dead cell walls, the metabolic products and all the other stuff that's in the stuff. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's stool without the live bacteria is what it boils down to. Then they put it into capsules and this can be administered orally with potential benefits. And like I told you about my patient with ulcerative colitis and the fact that she is feeling the best that she has felt in years is a testimony to the fact that it can really help some people. Now, do not think that it helps everybody and that it's, you know, something like snake oil. It's going to cure everything because it's not, but it can be very helpful when administered in the right manner to the right people. Remember that we worked on this person's microbiome for quite some time to get it prepared for um, postbiotics because, uh, you know, I don't think that there would have been as great of an effect if we had not done the, the preemptive work or the, the preparatory work on the microbiome um, beforehand. I just don't want you to think that it's, you know, going to work in everybody for every reason because it's not. So someone might say that, well, butyrate is a product that's made by bacteria in the gut. So just take butyrate and that would be adequate as a postbiotic. However, I disagree because while butyrate has many established and theorized health benefits, just giving it alone does not necessarily replicate the same effect as it being given with other components of healthy stool. Does that make sense? They're kind of synergistic. They kind of, they kind of work together. Um, there are a lot of other molecules that are produced um, in stool that 
you know, we know a lot of them, but there's probably a lot that we don't even know about yet because, you know, there's not too many people who are scatologists. In other words, they're not out there um, experts in studying stool. So, yes, there are short-chain fatty acids like butyrate, but there's also peptides and modified amino acids and lipid membrane components and more than that even. In fact, scientists have identified over 800 postbiotic molecules in our gut ecosystem, and there are undoubtedly many more than that. So the fact that all these are together and they work together to provide anti-inflammatory, immunoregulatory, blood glucose control, appetite regulatory effects, and maybe most importantly, effects that help maintain the proper balance of the gut microbiome. So that is why obtaining it from a healthy donor, their healthy stool, is better than just a single product like butyrate. It's the interactions, it's the synergy between the molecules that is most likely conferring the benefit. And so to be reductionistic about this, to think that we could just identify one thing like butyrate and then say, okay, let's just give butyrate, uh, I think is a very simplistic way of thinking about it. Now, don't get me wrong. We, I give butyrate uh, when butyrate's low and it, when it's necessary sometimes, but when somebody's gut is really messed up, they probably need more than just butyrate. Furthermore, research is now showing that the existence of beneficial metabolites is more important for healthy metabolic processes in the body than the actual composition of your microbes. In other words, what your microbes are doing is more important for your health than the just the actual bacteria that, that are there. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the, the bacteria that are there um, are important, but they don't always do what they're supposed to do. And sometimes that's because they're out of balance. Sometimes that's because they don't necessarily have the right genetic material or the genes aren't turned on or whatever. So in other words, it's a lot more complex than we used to think it was. We used to think, well, you know, we'll just give some uh, probiotics and and don't get me wrong, that has some good effects, but it's becoming clear that it's much more complex uh, of, you know, of a, of a process. However, uh, you know, bringing up the topic of probiotics, I would love to see some research about the administration of postbiotics and probiotics together to see if this could confer some synergistic effect, some extra benefit. Uh, there's a lot of research that needs to be done. It makes sense to me to try to supplement and increase the deficient species along with adding all of the, met of the metabolites uh, and cell products as well. 
Anyway, I'm going to try to get some of the experts on full-spectrum postbiotics back on the show to see if we can get an update on their research and their findings. So hopefully this has been as exciting for you as it's been for me with loads of data coming out all the time, seemingly on a daily but certainly on a weekly basis, research papers being published right and left every month on the microbiome and how it affects all of health, including skin and um, neurologic and mood and hormone and endocrine and the list goes on. And now the release of the first FDA approved, you know, pharmaceutical preparation of, uh, of the microbiome. <laughs> so that's exciting stuff. So these are exciting times for us in the microbiome field. And we are trying to move this field forward since conventional medicine has been slow to accept it. It's been dragging its feet. Well, we will continue to suppress microbiome overgrowths. We will continue to build up microbiome undergrowths and try to increase gut microbiome metabolites. And when necessary, we can give prebiotics, probiotics, postbiotics, synbiotics, all kinds of biotics, and whatever else comes up in the field of research Hey, maybe next we'll talk about bacteriophage treatment for the microbiome. Well, we're going to call it quits for another episode of The Gut Connection. I'm so glad that you've spent the last few minutes with us. And we will continue to try to bring you exciting data and new developments such as we did today. Upcoming topics include microbiome manipulation for weight loss instead of all these injectables that you're hearing about, Ozempic and the whole nine yards. Um, maybe the microbiome association with neurologic diseases uh, and more. So stay tuned and we'll try to keep cranking out these podcasts to keep you up to date. And as always, if you're out there and you're looking for answers, but have not been able to find it um, through other means. You've had all the tests done and still no answers. Well, just so you know, you're not crazy. There are thousands of people around you in your town, in your neighborhood, uh, who after seeing dozens of doctors and specialists and having all kinds of tests, which are all normal, um, but... After all that, they still don't feel well. If you're one of these people, uh, don't feel like you're alone and don't feel like you're crazy. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe you're gaining weight. You're losing hair. You're feeling depressed. You got foggy brain. You have anxiety problems and definitely have gut problems. Well, these could all be connected together. And that's exactly what we do. We find the gut connections and um, help people out. We help get the answers uh, that, that, we, that they need. So let us know if you need help because that's what we do. 
And we are definitely in the business to help people find the root cause of their problems and treat them at the root cause level. Where uh, we're a we're a holistic practice that seeks to treat both body and soul. And so, if you need help in either of these areas, do not hesitate to reach out by giving us a call at nine eight zero three three nine five one five five. Or you can set up a free 15-minute phone consultation with me by going to our website. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend and happy Easter. And just let me say to you what Christians around the world have said to each other for millennia about this time each year. He is risen. He is risen indeed. See you next time on The Gut Connection. Bye-bye. And that ends this episode of The Gut Connection. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll look forward to having you back for our next episode where we'll discuss more gut-related topics and interview leaders in this rapidly advancing field. If you'd like more information, please visit us at drjerby.com. That's D-R-J-E-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, take care, and may God bless you.